You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and I am very excited to bring you this topic about being enough. So many of us struggle with feeling like we are enough. And it is a topic that I talked about at my retreat because so many of us struggle with it. And I want to tell you that this is one of the reasons why so few people rise to the top. Because they don't believe in themselves. They don't know how to build their esteem and to stop tearing themselves down in their mind. And so they always feel like they're not enough. So why is it that so many of us struggle with feeling like we're enough? I believe that we base so much of our enoughness on what we have accomplished and how we look. But the truth is that you have been enough since birth. I mean, think about it. When you hold a newborn baby, you never think even though they've not done anything yet in the world except for cry and poop, you never think they are not enough, right? And so from the very first breath that you took in this world, you have been enough. And God has equipped you to be everything that you need to be in this world. But it's your responsibility to grow into your full potential. And it is a battle to do that. And I'll be talking about some of the reasons why and the things that we're up against and how we can overcome them. If you're anything like me, I know that you're constantly beating yourself up and you're thinking that somehow you should be more, do more, that you should be better than you are, that you don't measure up. And it's in your own mind. It's not really the feedback that's coming from the world that you're coming to that conclusion. It is truly because of your own thoughts and feelings about yourself. And that plays into your self-esteem. We'll be talking about that too. So there are three big things that I can identify that make up a feeling of not being enough. The first one is a lack mindset. And this is a mindset that we build over our life from our childhood years and It is just the way that you respond to life and the things that you automatically say. So we'll be talking about that. And it basically a lack mindset is a negative mindset. And then the next one is limiting beliefs. If you think the same thought over and over, it eventually becomes a belief, a deep-seated belief and neural pathway in your brain that you truly see the world and you've told your brain that this is how the world is. So when you have limiting beliefs, then you have trained your brain to see the limitations in life instead of the opportunities or looking at things positively in your belief system. So your automatic response to things, again, is also going to be negative rather than positive. And another thing is, and this was something that I kind of put together, so I realized that The other thing is, is that your reality and your expectations are not measuring up. They are, there's a gap. There is a gap between what you want and where you are in life. 
And that gap is what keeps you feeling frustrated and overwhelmed. And truly, it is that feeling of not being enough. So what we're going to try to do today is I'm going to try to take you on a journey to help you to break these things down, where things are coming from, so that you can begin to capture where it's starting and start shifting. And I will include some worksheets for you because I think that this is something that I can't just tell you the information. You have to explore yourself where you are struggling in these areas and then you will have an opportunity to change your mind. So I told you that one reason is that you have a lack mindset potentially and a lack mindset always focuses on what you don't have instead of what you do have. So you have literally trained your brain to notice what you don't have, which is opposite from gratitude. And we know that gratitude and people that have a lot of gratitude and are grateful for things in their lives and notice all of the blessings in their lives are happier. Happiness truly stems from the level of gratitude. They are very related. So basically, if you are focusing on your lack and you've trained your brain to notice your lack, then you are constantly feeling sad and unsatisfied because you are looking for the things in life that you are noticing that you don't have enough of. And the thing is, it may be that that is true. It may be that you lack money. It may be that you lack health. It may be that you lack love. But the thing is, we have to, in order to move forward and in order for you to get to a place where you feel like you are enough, you have to train your brain to start noticing the things that you do have and the things that you can control rather than the things that you don't have and the things that you cannot control. Does that make sense? So a lot of times a lack mindset comes from your childhood. Possibly you grew up around a lot of people that from the time you were small, they were always pointing out what they lacked or what you lacked. Maybe when you were growing up, you heard a lot Terms like, we don't have money for that, or we can't, there isn't any time, because they had to work all the time to survive through. I know that was my story. If there was a lot of lack in your life, then you may have trained yourself to notice the contrast between what other people had that you didn't. And maybe other people even pointed it out to you. Maybe there were snarky people that had more that would point out what you didn't have and you didn't even know it until they pointed it out. Or you always felt like you were an outsider looking in on the lives of other people and you were always wishing that you had what they had. You noticed the contrast. So again, you have just trained your brain since the time you were a child to be like this. And if you had a lot of lack in your life, like if you were in a family that struggled financially, if you were in a family that struggled in relationships, if you were in a family that struggled just to get through because they were in survival mode all the time, then likely it's not your fault that you have a lack mindset. I don't want you to put shame on yourself. It is just the environment that you grew up in cultivated your lack mindset and it trained your brain to look for the things that you didn't have. So 
what we're going to be working on is helping you have steps that you can start training your brain to notice what you want and what you do have so that you can feel satisfied now with whatever situation you're at, whatever weight you're at, whatever financial situation you have, whatever relationship situation you have, that you can begin to feel a satisfaction in your life today as you move toward what you really want that would make you feel like you had enough. The other problem with the lack mindset is it truly keeps you from stepping out of your comfort zone because you get comfortable with where you're at and because you're afraid of what you will lose all the time instead of focusing on what you will gain, then it is a natural thing for you to be afraid to move forward, afraid to let go, afraid to invest, afraid to set aside time to do something you want to do because you feel like you lack time already to do what you need to be doing. So basically what happens when you have this lack mindset that is directing your actions to stay in a comfort zone, in survival mode, then year after year, nothing changes. You literally stay in the state of sameness. So I want you to think about if you have felt like in your life, you have struggled with the same things over and over and over, year after year, and nothing really changes. If you are in business and you still haven't been able to get to the next level, if you still feel like every single day you're surviving through and surviving through, then what that is, what is happening is your lack mindset is creating fears inside of you, and it's not allowing you to see the abundance and the opportunities that you do have. So if you still have weight to lose, if you're in the same position financially year after year, if you're still not living your dreams and they're still so far away year after year, then you're definitely in survival mode and it comes from a lack mindset. And basically you're a hamster on a wheel and maybe you're like me and you just don't know how to get off. How do you actually make these changes? It is happening to you. It is part of who you are. So how do you change? So are you relating to this at all? Or is this just me? Because I promise you, I have a lack mindset. I have had to work on shifting my lack mindset. It still comes up over and over. And it is because of the environment that I grew up in. And I've been around other people that grew up with abundance, abundance of money, happiness. And they just had parents that were very growth-minded And they are different and they don't struggle so much. I mean, everybody has their own struggles, but they don't struggle in this way. So they had no problem believing that they could be successful and everything that they do, they don't have all of the doubts to overcome. And so they just are able to to start taking action and get results because they don't have all this stuff to deal with, you know? So whenever you find yourself saying things like, I'm too old, it's too hard, I can't because I don't know how, or I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, or I don't have enough energy. Basically what's going on is yes, those are rooted in a lack mindset that you're noticing everything that you don't have, but what has actually happened is that you have created limiting beliefs because if you think those thoughts and you train your brain from the time you're small, over and over, then it creates a very strong neural pathway that 
is deep-seated in the way that you process information, the way you view the world, and the way that you make decisions. And so it becomes a limiting belief because it truly holds you back. Because if you feel like there's never enough and you are never enough, then you will not be able to become who you desire to be in your heart. These limiting beliefs keep you small. And basically, they are lies that you have been telling yourself over and over for years until you actually started believing them. And they have shaped your reality. And they have trapped you in a life that isn't enough. And the reason it isn't enough is because your reality and your ideal life, where you want to go, what would feel like enough, there is such a gap in between those. And what you are doing is you are noticing and feeling that gap. So years ago, I read a book called The Happiness Advantage. It is by Sean Acor. Sean is brilliant. He was at one of the big universities and he started studying what made people that were happy, happy. And what he found was that unhappiness comes when your expectations and your reality do not align when there is a gap. So it is that gap that leaves you feeling less than, whether it's less than in happiness or it's less than in enoughness. You have two choices at that point, once you recognize it, is you can either fully accept your reality and you can surrender to it, or you can start taking steps to close the gap. Because at least if you're moving toward what you want, you have hope, right? And when there is hope and when there is vision, then we feel good. It is when we don't have hope and there is no hope or we don't have a vision for what could be and nothing to look forward to that we feel very desperate and sad and depressed. So the question that you have to ask yourself is, where do you want to be? What does enough look like for you? And on the worksheet, it'll give you a couple of different areas for you to assess. But I want you to just think about one area in your life that you don't feel like it's enough, whether it be money, your weight, your relationships, you choose. And then I want you to think about what is the ideal that you deeply desire? What would enough look like in that area? So when you then look at what is the reality And what would enough look like? Then you could measure the gap. You can see where the gap is. And once you know the gap, then you can determine exactly what you would need to get from where you are currently, what's reality, to where you want to be. And then you can create your action steps. Now, some of us want something that just isn't really in the realm of possibility. So when you look at what you want, what your ideal would be, are you being unrealistic? At my retreat, I gave a few examples about all of my life. I really was unsatisfied with who God made me to be in my looks. Like I'm shorter, I have stocky legs, I have a cute face, but I'm not gorgeous and beautiful the way that I always wanted to be. So when I was always feeling like I wasn't enough in my looks, I was truly trying to look to the people that I wish I was. And I didn't have any control over how long my legs were or how tall I was 
or the features on my face. I could truly not change those. I mean, I know that we can get nose jobs and we can get our teeth straightened. And honestly, if there is something about your features that you really dislike, I think, you know, if that's going to make you feel better, then maybe you can get braces. Or I've known people that got the bump removed from their nose and they felt a lot better about it. But don't go so crazy that it changes your appearance because we have to remember God created us perfectly for the task that he has for us. So very, very beautiful people can intimidate other people, but their role, it makes it okay. Now, I know that I'm a relationship person, and if I was too stunningly beautiful, like seriously, it would turn people off. They wouldn't trust me in the same way. The joke I made at my retreat was that God gave me this cute little average face because he needed people to trust me, and he needed people to connect to me. So... That's just my philosophy, but I just want to encourage you about really looking at what your ideal is. Don't edit it. Really, truly give yourself the opportunity to capture on paper what it is that you're truly seeking. And once you are really being honest with yourself about what enough looks like, then I just want you to really look at, do you truly have control over that? Is that even possible? And be really honest with yourself because if we are chasing something that is not possible, we are always going to feel disappointed. So make sure you're being realistic when you're looking at things. So the only way that we can begin to feel like more instead of not enough is to get closer to what we want and desire in our hearts, to align what our desires are with our reality. So when you're on this pursuit and when you start to take actions, we have to remember a couple of things. And one of those is that you want progress, not perfection, because we want to be taking tiny steps forward and always moving in the right direction toward the desires of our heart, right? So that our life can be what it can be that we want it to be. But if you are always looking for perfection, that you're always looking for things to go exactly how you planned, and you're trying to achieve perfection, then you are going to struggle. You are not going to be able to enjoy the journey. You're not going to feel satisfied today. If we're always looking toward the ideal and the perfect life that we desire, and we are not going to be happy until we arrive there, then we are setting ourselves up for an unhappy life. So I want to share this quote with you that I'd heard years ago that I just love and I just think that it's very impactful and it says that you're allowed to be a masterpiece and a work of art in progress all at the same time. So give yourself the grace to know that you are working toward your dreams, that you are working toward moving forward and you have action steps that are realistic, that you can do, that you're committed to doing, but you also don't want to be seeking perfectionism. Once somebody asked me the question, they said, whoever told you that you had to be perfect? And that was something that I was always striving to do. I didn't want anyone to criticize me. I was a people pleaser to the core. It was horrible because I made myself miserable trying to please everybody else and get everybody else's acceptance. And I have heard this quote and it's something like, As long as you try to please everyone else around you, you will never be happy. Because the only person that it matters for you to truly please, besides God, obviously, you always want to be living your life to be pleasing to God. 
but is to first please yourself. And so I can tell you that although I have struggled with feeling like I was enough and I have always had that lack mindset where I noticed the contrast of the things that I didn't have. I still do it. My husband will still point it out to me and he will get frustrated with me because he's like, you're always pointing out what we don't have yet instead of being grateful for what we have. And believe me, we're very blessed. So I'm still overcoming that. But the most important thing is, is that I have moved forward. I have action steps to get me to where I want to go. So it's not just a pipe dream. I know that the things that I want and where I'm at in reality, the action steps that I need to take to get there. Now, has it taken me longer than I wanted it to take? Yes, 100%. I don't even want to tell you how long that it's taken me because it's frustrating. But the thing is, I'm still inching my way toward the life that I desire, the life of my dreams. Another thing that we need to pay attention to like I already mentioned, is really beginning to tune your mind into gratitude. So with gratitude, writing down the things that you're grateful for, paying attention to the things in your life that you're grateful for. First thing in the morning, you could make a list, a mental list, a list in your phone. I know your phone's right by your bed. So you could make a list in your phone right away, the things that you're grateful for. Or you could do it first thing before bed. What were you thankful for about today? The thing is, when we do processes like that, then it starts training our brain to tell, we're telling our brain that it's important to us to notice the things that we're thankful for, and it will begin to notice. And when you have more gratitude in your life, you will immediately have more feel-good feelings and have that sense of happiness. So it's a worthwhile thing to do. Super simple, right? It would take you literally two minutes to put more gratitude in your day. Another thing is, We have to stop comparing ourselves. We have to stop comparing ourselves, our situations, our success. Stop comparing yourself because comparison will always leave you feeling icky. And let's just say that social media makes you start playing the comparison game. Be really aware of that, first of all. When you start feeling yucky when you're on social media, just shut it down. Because social media should be there for you to add inspiration to other people's lives. And it should be there for you to have inspiration coming into your life. If you are finding that your social media feed is making you feel icky and sad and depressed and jealous, then turn it off. Just get out of there. Or change the people that you follow. Start following more inspiring people. Seek out people that motivate you. Because it is very important for you to pay attention to how things are making you feel. And stop doing the things that make you feel bad. Stop hanging around the people. Stop associating your time and energy with things that make you feel bad, including TV. So if it's not adding to your life, you have to refuse to participate in it. And another thing that I wanted to point out that I talked about at my retreat is the voices in your head. So you have your own voice all the time in your head. That's that lack mindset, your limiting beliefs. But you also have voices in your head from the environment that you've grown up with, people that have been in your life, people that have torn you down, people that you tried to please, that you're still trying to measure up to the expectation that they had for you. And so I want you to start identifying those voices in your head. And you have to realize that you don't have to believe everything that you think. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. 
And I want you to think about start taking your thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. And when what that means, and that's a scripture, is that you need to make every thought that you think obedient and positive and in love. If it is not in alignment with positivity and love and all the fruits of the spirit, then it should not be a thought that you are dwelling on. So take them captive and stop letting them have power over you. Those people may have said those mean things to you. The thoughts that you've thought toward yourself even, you may have those on rerun in your mind, but you do not have to allow them to have power over you. You're continuing to let them say it over and over to you because you're thinking them. So it's time for you to realize that you do have 100% control over what you think. You cannot control the things that people say to you or what they have said to you in the past, but you have 100% control over what you say to yourself and what you allow yourself to roll around in your head. So if you're an obsessor, if you love to rehash the past, I just really hope that you can start to capture those negative thoughts. Pay attention to when you're feeling bad and start asking yourself, what am I thinking right now? When you notice in your body that you are feeling not happy, when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you are feeling depressed, when you are feeling like you're not enough, what are the thoughts that you are thinking? And whose voice is that that you're hearing? Because you do not have control over what other people say about you or to you. But you have 100% control over what you are saying to yourself and if you are rehashing old things that have already passed that you can't control. I do think that you should have good boundaries and that you need to put boundaries out there and not allow people to tear you down. But if you grew up, say, with a mean mother or a mean friend or a mean spouse, anybody in your life that has constantly tore you down and that voice is still going on inside of your head and you're still feeling like that is your identity, then stop allowing them to continue to hurt you. Maybe you need to face it and you need to forgive. But whatever you need to do, I suggest that you start capturing those thoughts that you're thinking when you're feeling down and replacing them with those positive thoughts reprogramming your mind with a new way of being so that you can become what you want to be. So just to recap, the things that we have went over in this training is that there are three major things that are keeping you feeling like you're not enough. The first one is the lack mindset. The lack mindset over a period of time, then creates those limiting beliefs. And so literally when something happens in life, it will trigger you to go back to what you've always known into your old programming. And that's why you keep having the same results. So you want to identify the areas that you have those lack mindsets, identify those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, analyze if those things are true. When you think to yourself is what I'm thinking, is there any truth to this? I'm not telling you to try to live anything that's different than reality, but I do want you to decide whether it's truth that you want in your life and if you want to accept that as truth. If you don't, even if it is a reality, whether it is your weight, your financial situation, your relationships, whatever it may be that 
you are struggling and don't feel like you're enough, that is why we want to measure what your reality is and we want to measure what your ideal is and what you want so that you can decide what action steps you need to take to get you closer. Or if you are just completely looking for something that you can never have. And once you know what those action steps are, then all you need to do is track your progress. So I definitely recommend that you begin to create a system that allows you to track your progress, whether it be with your weight. That could look something like tracking what you're eating on an app. It can be taking measurements. It can be making tally marks every single time you exercise and checking in with yourself every day about how you feel like you did and how you can be better. Tracking is what helps us to move the needle. If it is about your finances, then it's tracking your debt snowball. It is tracking your savings. It is tracking your expenses that you spent on the unbudgeted items, things like that. If it's your relationships, find a way to track how things are improving. Write down what it is that you want and start asking for what you want. Track and be grateful for what you love about your relationships. Focus on gratitude in every aspect of your life. So I want to explain one last thing to you. And this was something that will be on your worksheets, but it is about how we view ourselves. So self-confidence comes from when you are in alignment with your most authentic self. It's self-acceptance. That is where self-confidence comes from. When you stop trying to live your life to please everyone else and you begin to honor what it is that you are here to do and what you want out of life, then your confidence will rise significantly. And when you feel confident, it gives you that sense of control and peace. Now, self-esteem is how you view yourself. And so if you have been in a habit of tearing yourself down, thinking negative thoughts, and continuing to let other people's opinion of you pull you down all of the time and define you, then your self-esteem may be in the toilet and your view of yourself may be suffering. So I want you to practice being your own biggest cheerleader. Refuse to tear yourself down. Refuse to allow other people to tear you down. Start putting boundaries up and letting people know that you will no longer tolerate them treating you that way. And you will begin to rise in your self-esteem when you start recognizing all the things that you are instead of focusing on what you're not and loving yourself more. So one big piece that I didn't talk about today that we talked about at the retreat is talking about self-love, self-care, and really knowing that if you don't love yourself and you don't think highly even of yourself, then it's really hard for you to serve your purpose in the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the next podcast is all about purpose, how to discover your purpose, how to live on purpose. So tune in for that. But the last thing I want to share with you is about self-image. So self-image is what you think other people think of you. And so if you are living your life trying to impress other people, looking for other people's approval, worrying so much about if what you are doing is right in the world's eyes, then I want to tell you that you are not going to have the success that you are seeking if you are continually looking for the approval of everyone else. 
because you have to come to a place where you are centered enough and you have that confidence and that self-esteem and your image is in Christ. Your image is in pleasing God. Your image is in loving others. And so there was something that I said at the retreat that I learned from my pastor at church, Pastor Derry at Timberline. And what he said is, walk into a room and don't think to yourself, here I am and expecting everybody else to notice you and give you feedback and it's all about you. But walk into a room and say, there you are. There you are. And be willing to serve. And that's what we're going to be learning about next week is all about our purpose, that our purpose is all about serving other people. And so that is what is going to give you so much more happiness and peace and satisfaction in life and success, frankly, is when you can align your self-image, your self-esteem, and your self-confidence with being you and feeling good about who you are. So that is what I, as your personal growth mentor, am here to help you to love who you are, to honor who you are, and to know that there is no one else like you. No one else in the world is uniquely purposed to do what you do, to bring to the world what only you can. You are so special. And I want you to know that. And I believe that 100% with all my heart, hear it, believe it. You are special and you are enough. But you have a job to do. And so nobody else can take your thoughts captive. Nobody else can take action to help get you closer to what it is that you desire in life. Only you can do those things. And I just hope and pray that you will get something from this, that you will create your action plan and you will begin to track your progress. So that's all I have for that. But I do want to ask you, if you enjoyed this and you have a friend that could use hearing about and going through the worksheets maybe with you, create a little group, share the worksheets about being enough and go through this process through these worksheets that I've provided for you. These are, are so good. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed with myself, honestly, that I've been able to create these things. And I get such great feedback from the worksheets that I create. They're very simple, but they take you through a process and help you to, to find what you're looking for. And so if you got value out of this, please share this with a friend. If you haven't given me a review on iTunes, I would really love some more reviews because the more reviews that I have that are positive, of course, um, if you have something negative to say, please email me directly um, at inspiringyourshine at gmail.com. But if I get good reviews from iTunes, then they will recommend me. And that would really help the podcast grow and help change more lives. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, shine bright and make a difference.